everyone. <laughs> That's the sound of a well-earned fart. After Butter. some time in the trenches of <laughs> seeing Avengers Endgame. Uh, this is going to be a very special episode. It's not, you know, an official original Janksters episode. Uh, this is kind of an interlude where we're going to break down the uh, Avengers Endgame in its entirety. Um, so this will be spoilers, very, very... Spoilers, 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 yes. spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> I swear to God if I... Oh, it doesn't matter. Nobody listens to this anybody. But if if <laughs> if I swear to God, if somebody says, why'd you spoil the whole movie? I'll be like, you are stupid. I said spoilers <laughs> five times just, just then. No. Just then. Now we're going to say it in 12 different languages. <laughs> Ping pong. Just kidding. <laughs> yes, this will be every spoiler possible. I'm sure we'll get brought up within this thing. So if you have not seen Avengers Endgame yet, don't listen to this. Not that you are anyway, but please just <laughs> just wait. be warned. Wait, see the movie, come back and listen to just two guys. Just listen, just talk about <laughs> this movie. Because why not? I guess we should say I'm Kevin Jank. Oh, I'm Peter Jank. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's get right into our overall thoughts. Um, I, I hate it, like reviews that just like have tons and tons of filler and you don't find out whether they actually like the movie till like 20 minutes in. So Peter Jank, what did you think of this movie? I'm getting a different chair. <laughs> All right, I'll vamp. All right, so I, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I saw it three times already. Uh, I saw it opening night Thursday when it came out. Um, went to some special fan event thing where I got this cool coin and everything. <laughs> oh, that was really the the extent of the event was oh you get this coin. Um, and then I saw it again Saturday morning and Sunday morning, and I'm sure I'll go again. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, there was one scene that's just so bad and just utterly cringeworthy that it, it made me upset. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. one part of the ending, I definitely am not a big fan of, but we'll get into that. But other than those couple of things, I really, really like this movie. It definitely pays off emotionally on uh, every level that I was hoping for. Uh, so I really enjoyed it. Uh, Pete, how say you? I liked it. <laughs> I like it. You're the next Jeremy Johns. <laughs> yep. Um, we'll fix it with editing. Fast I, editing. <laughs> it's like I had to say all this stuff again. I don't remember what I said the first time. Um, mainly what I said, what I'll say right now. <laughs> I went back in time. Um, Speaking from my heart. <laughs> uh, and not memory. Yeah, but basically, uh, you've said it once before, uh, vaguely when we talked about it over the weekend. Uh, that it just kind of takes you on a journey, and it really does. Um, I did not expect the the beginning of the movie to go the way it went. I didn't <laughs> yes. expect the rest of the movie to go the way that it went. I honestly did not expect any of this movie to go the way that it went. <laughs> totally went in a completely different direction. Uh, the uh, the trailers did a great job of not really giving away what this movie was about <laughs> at all. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Very crazy. Yeah, in this day and age, that's a rarity. Indeed, indeed. But yeah, very, uh, very cool. It was a good movie. I liked it. It's a great conclusion yes. to everything. Uh, as you've already kind of said in the previous lifetime, uh, there's a bunch of <laughs> Easter eggs and stuff like that that probably you would know more than I would know just because you've watched most of the movies just as a recap recently. 
uh, where I don't watch any. I mean, I haven't seen the movies basically since they've come out. So, I mean, uh. that's just I can't I can't just rewatch movies over and over. <laughs> Sadly, I can unless they're Captain Marvel, then I'll never rewatch them. <laughs> she sucks. <laughs> she really is like i'm so glad they made the choice in this movie to get rid of her for most of it and her <laughs> that hair. was the smartest thing they ever did that's <laughs> true yeah. <laughs> i had to get rid of that <laughs> before we before because i want to know what the worst scene was in your in your in your eyeballs <laughs> what was the worst i think scene? we're going to be on the same page there's really only one that it could be <laughs> Well, and then you said something at the ending too, which also sparks my interest because I feel like both of them were at towards the end. Yeah, oh, okay. one's towards the end, one's the very end. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to remember what happened at the very, very end. I don't know. Why don't you just tell me <laughs> so I can okay. get this get this painful thing? <laughs> well, let's out of start out with the uh, with the biggest for me, the worst scene in this whole movie, the part that. In the second two times I saw this movie, I have to, like, close my eyes and not even look because it's just so cringeworthy. It makes my butthole want to, like, implode on itself because <laughs> it, I'm just tightening and clenching it so tightly that is it the it women attacking? Yes. <laughs> yep. That part That's is it. that part is just awful. It makes me so ang- when oh, who said it? Was it Captain Marvel who said it or somebody else said? The- well, Captain Marvel gets the gauntlet and i think i think scarlet witch starts saying it and then someone else finishes like she's not alone she's got backup or something like that and it's all the women characters suddenly appear out of nowhere <laughs> right to help her out i was so that angry. is just the dumbest thing i've ever fucking seen in my life <laughs> where were all of you before when spider-man needed help or black panther oh no can't help them they're men <laughs> we only have to help women it's true it's true. It's disgusting. It's terrible. I don't understand how they can like get away with this and say this is like female empowerment. This is demeaning to all women. Yep. This is basically saying you're not good enough to be with the rest of us. So here's your own water fountain over here just for women. (laughs) That's basically what this is. I know. I I find it. It's I'm telling you, like I'm labeled a sexist somehow, but this is completely sexism on (laughs) I don't know it how <laughs> I don't know how this would not be labeled sexist when it's it's completely sexist. Like all these women don't know each other. There's no reason they would be helping each other out more than anyone else just because they're women. That's sexist. <laughs> if you're choosing to help people only because of their gender, that is the ultimate definition of sexism. Disturbing on all the levels. <laughs> and then what's the thing at the it very makes end? All of the female characters look like terrible people because also they wouldn't true. help until it was a female. Also very true. Oh, that's what happens when you got a It makes me so mad. <laughs> this is the same thing that's ruining the comic books where like there's this guy I watch all the time. His uh, YouTube channel used to be called Diversity in Comics, but now it's called like I think Comics Matter. Uh, but he basically talks about this a lot where it just like in any like female centric comic nowadays, like all the women get along. They're all best friendsies. There's like no one ever has any kind of personality conflicts because they all have the exact same personality. <laughs> like even the villains, like they still get along with the heroes and they're all best friendsies and shit. And she's like, who came up with this? First of all, that's not realistic. 
it seems like in real life, most of the time, women tend to dislike each other. Very true. <laughs> and they certainly like are not all exactly the same. And that makes for terrible, terrible storytelling. If everyone's just the same and gets along nicely. Very, very true. <laughs> it's so dumb. And this would never you would never see this. I don't think in the history of comics there has been a single Avengers team or an X-Men team or any of those teams that have been all male because that would be sexist. Correct. <laughs> There's always been at least one woman on there. But if you have all women, that's good. No, no, <laughs> I don't understand. That's bad. Yes, it's very bad. It makes my it hurts my brain every time they show that scene. Yep. I do like that uh, Valkyrie showed up on a Pegasus, though. That makes me very happy. <laughs> I love that she was yeah. in this movie, and I love that she had Pegasus. And I don't know why she had Pegasus, because she definitely That's didn't have true. it in Ragnarok. But I'm glad that there no, was No, like one all now. the other Valkyries died. So how did yeah. one Pegasus somehow survive and get on the ship in Ragnarok, which I don't remember seeing? Anyone loading a Pegasus onto the ship? I don't know. Because honestly, I thought everybody and uh, Asgard died on the ship. So yeah, I was even I think more they confused. Said, they said in like some interview or something that they got on like a, you know, escape pod before Thanos showed up. Some of the people, at least, oh. like including uh, her and Meek and, you know, all them. <laughs> but yeah, that's convenient. I wish they would have mentioned that a little bit in the movie. <laughs> even a throwaway line would have done it. Right. Like what Spider-Man did towards the end of the movie. is like, oh, yeah, I came back from the dusty thing. You remember when I was a dusty thing? <laughs> and then, and then you know, Dr. Strange started doing his little sparkly things and said it's been five years. And I was like, oh, my God. There's so much weird or explaining for I, – I, I mean, I could have probably put the pieces together. <laughs> I did not need <laughs> Spider-Man to tell me all of this. Well, that part I don't think was explanation so much. It wasn't necessarily there to explain. It was mostly because that's Spider-Man's character. He's always the guy who it was to give him and Tony Stark a moment together where basically like this is just Peter Parker being Peter Parker and running at the mouth. (laughs) All right. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. And then you got Tony Stark trying to just like shut him up by giving him a hug and (laughs) just being so happy to see him, which I like that. That was that was very nice. So which Um, part did you not like at the end, at the very end? Are you still there? No, you're gone. This is going to be a long episode. Oh, there you go. There we go. All right. Controller keeps dying. All right. So the part of the end that I don't like, obviously, is I'm glad Captain America went out the way Captain America went out. But I sure hope they're not trying to make Sam Wilson the new Captain America. If they keep him the Falcon, but they just have him use the shield, I'm okay with it. But I don't want him to be Captain America. Because there's only one Captain America. It's Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody else being Captain America. He'll probably still be the Falcon with the shield. I don't think there's going to be. I doubt it. And it doesn't really matter, to be honest. Because nothing else matters <laughs> after this movie. It's all it's trash. True. All to the dumpster. Except for Guardians of the Galaxy, because they, they live in their own universe, basically. But like everything that's... else is just like, who gives a shit? And now that Thor is with the Guardians, like that's even better. I know. I'm excited like for that. They're stacking everything in that movie's favor. <laughs> Yep, I'm good with that. That's yeah, good. there's like nothing left for any of the other franchises, but <laughs> Guardians yeah. is going to be good. Well, let's start at the beginning of this movie. So yeah, basically what ends up happening is uh, it starts off with uh, Iron Man 
uh, talking well, to Well, starts him. off with uh, Hawkeye and his family. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah before the, the – uh, the right snap. before the snap, and he's kind of training his daughter, and then his family all gets snapped away. And I, I find it strange that every time I've seen this movie, the audience reacts like, oh, my God. Like, how did you not know this was coming? <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of, like, so there wasn't a ton of people in the theater. There's maybe 20 people or less, which was very oh, crazy. Man. I mean, That's there not... was nobody in my row, which was insane wow. to me. Uh, minus uh, two people. That sucked penis. So um, <laughs> this one guy just kept talking. I wanted to oh. kill him. He's just like, yeah, yeah, yes, that's Captain America. Yes, I know that guy. Oh, my God. I, I'm aware that that's Captain America. I'm, I, I get it, dude. Uh, what did he say? There was one where, like... The Stars and Stripes are a little bit of a giveaway. Yeah, oh, man. He kept doing that, like, throughout the movie. Um, just, like, dumb comments, like, that are completely obvious. It's like, oh, I'm watching the goddamn time. movie. I Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I will leave you here. <laughs> Oh, that would make me – that would drive me absolutely insane. Oh. Was there like assigned seats? Could you get up and move? No, it was assigned seats. Well, Damn. No, I could not get up and move. Yes, it was assigned seats. I guess technically I could have <laughs> probably moved seats because the damn theater was so empty. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I was – I liked my seat. I was literally dead center of the theater with a yeah. really great – like it was had the handicap bar in front of me. So I just put my feet up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh yeah, did you go to the theater that doesn't have the cool fancy seats? It's got the regular movie seats. Yeah, it's just stuck the regular ones. One. Yeah, uh, mainly because, well, I mean, I was gonna stick with it regardless because I already bought the tickets and I didn't want to <laughs> refund them. But yeah, I just did the regular seats, and I'm kind of glad I did that because I was really tired going into the uh, the thing. Oh damn! Uh, so I was like, oh man, I, if I did get the other seats, I almost guarantee you, I probably would have fallen asleep. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, so it starts <laughs> off with uh, Hawkeye teaching, well, the family just disappears and stuff like that. But then it goes into Iron Man and Nebula playing football with some tinfoil. Yep, uh, that was cool. The little flicking football game. I, I really like that scene because it's a cool character moment for Nebula. Yeah. Just in the fact that like she, all her life she's kind of been in competition with Gamora. And, like, every time she would lose, she would, like, lose pieces of herself. Yeah. So it would actually be playing just a normal game and, you know, nothing being on the line and people just actually being good sports about it and that kind of a thing. Yep. Like, it was such a weird experience for her, and I kind of – I love that. That's very true. Yep. And then she ends up winning that game and then yep. they shake on it. And, yeah, it was just a good sportsman thing. And then it goes to Iron Man talking to his helmet, which we kind of see in the uh, uh, the trailer where he's yeah. talking to helmet uh, – to pepper and basically just with his crazy like skinny arms yeah he's super they did a skinny. good job of like yeah <laughs> really making him look decimated after all these weeks without you know barely eating and stuff like that That's true um but yeah so i'm surprised he didn't get more hair he said it was like 21 days or 22 days or something like that on the ship and he had like no facial hair that's uh well maybe they got razors just a little stubble <laughs> no he had some stubble i doubt that he would shave that doesn't make any sense like let's <laughs> you just... want to leave a good looking corpse yeah okay um but your hair still <laughs> grows after you die uh so yeah. we, we watch all that and then it seems like that you know all hope is lost because they only have basically one more day of oxygen they're basically out of food they've got nothing left 
Uh, the ship is just yeah. floating out into space, and then. Saved by a piece of wood. Yeah. Very true. I will call her Plank. Yep. She sucks. She shows up, Captain Marvel, and carries ship back to Earth. Must have been super fast because apparently they were a thousand light years away, but got back to Earth in just under a day. So that's good. Can I just say every time Captain Marvel appeared like that, like this one and later on where she just shows up to fight the spaceship later, Mm -hmm. like I kept forgetting that she was there and I kept hoping like, oh, maybe it's the Silver Surfer or Adam Warlock. But it wasn't. Nope. Um, I will (laughs) say this. All right. This this is going to be shocking. But that spaceship scene that happens in the end of the movie where the guns turn away from the ground and start shooting in the sky, mm-hmm. um, I didn't know what it was that they were shooting at. And when they got through, when that like giant fire beam like goes through the ship, I'm not going to lie. I got pretty excited. And you know what happened? Oh. I got very angry when I found out it was Kim Yeah. <laughs> but, Did you think it was Liv Schreiber? <laughs> I was hoping. I was really hoping. But, I mean, I wasn't... I, I'm not completely against Captain Marvel as a character. I'm just, I hate the fact that it's not just like Brie Larson even playing as her in total. I, it's just her acting so bad. I don't it like is. Brie Larson in general, but regardless, it's like I, I'm sure that I would probably like Captain Marvel a little bit better if it was just somebody who didn't just seem so bleh. Like in the beginning of the movie, I agree. Uh, where Captain Marvel's talking to the rest of the Avengers. Uh, basically, they're trying to come up with a plan to go to the planet where Thanos is at. And they're like, well, how are we going to do this? And it, we, we failed last time. And then fucking Captain Marvel says, well, this time you got me. And I was like, mm. <laughs> or last time you <laughs> didn't not have go me. Down smooth. And I was just like, I don't, I don't like you. I don't think anybody yeah. should like you. No, like you just suck. <laughs> you're just arrogant, but you have no personality to back it up. Right. Like when we first met Iron Man, Tony Stark was arrogant, but he was at least cool. <laughs> she is just emotionless and monotone and has the same blank look on her face in every scene. She just seems like a dick. Like, I don't want to yeah. be. I'm not. Man, I just don't. I didn't. I didn't like Captain Marvel at all in this movie, but I did like that one part where she comes blasting through the ship. I'm not going to lie. I liked it. Um, I wish I, I've been I've gone on record as saying they should have cast Jessica Roth from the Happy Death Day movies as Captain Marvel. I think she would have done a much better job and I would probably like that character <laughs> or really anyone else who wasn't terrible like Brie Larson. True. I would have even taken Will Smith playing the genie as Captain Marvel. <laughs> a lot of the Cree are blue, so it's coming around. <laughs> yeah, perfect. But yeah, so they, they come up with a plan. To basically go stop Thanos because they find out that uh, when there was a huge, the, you know, when the the snap happened, um, mm-hmm. that was ground zero. But then they find out that just two days later, there was another, something else happened on some other planet. Yep. So they were able to basically locate where that was. And Oh, wait. Yep. They, uh, I want to mention one of the cool things that they bring up is when Tony Stark is kind of having his tirade and his kind of, you know, <laughs> little uh, like fit. tantrum he's throwing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's talking about how he wanted to build that suit of armor around the Earth and stuff. And it harkens back to everything he was trying to do in Ultron, Age of Ultron. And yep. that 
it was like the exact speech he gave. I'm like, oh, man, that's so cool that they're bringing that back. It really just did such a great job of bringing back all the pieces of his arc and concluding it in such a satisfying way that I, I love that they went back to that. Here, here. So then they go to the planet. They got basically everybody who they had left plus now Captain Marvel. And they go to the planet, and this part really is confusing, especially when I think later towards the end of the movie, but we'll get to that. So <laughs> uh, Captain Marvel shows up and just blasts through the door, basically knocking Thanos down. He's just completely mm-hmm. de- you know, defeated. They're, they're basically, yep. uh, they have, uh, they're trying to wrestle him down to the ground. I think short, was it Thor? Somebody chopped off his arm. I can't remember who it yep, was. Thor. Thor and Stormbreaker. Yeah, so uh, they chop off the arm with the glove on it, and they look at the like glove. Like the Hulkbuster grabs one arm, I think, and uh, yeah. I think it was War Machine grabs the other one, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or the Hulk. No. No, wait. No, no he was in the Hulkbuster. Hulkbuster grabbed the one arm. Yeah. Um, it must have been Captain America, War Machine, maybe. Man. I don't know. No, I think he came in later. Oh, anyways, so they get the they get the damn glove, and they realize none of the stones are there. And then Thanos basically tells them that uh, he used the stones to get rid of the stones. They've been atomized. There's nothing left of the stones. Um, yeah. What's this quote that he says? He's inevitable. Yeah, <laughs> I am inevitable. I like that. I like that. <laughs> his face is all burned. Like one of his arms is all burned. Apparently, using the stones took a you know a big toll on him. Yeah, um, but. You know, th- thankfully they did because towards the end of the movie, it doesn't seem like anything can fucking take him down. <laughs> yeah. Nothing in this world will take Thanos down, which is just well, mind blowing to me. Well, the thing with him going down easily this time, I think, is A, right. they caught him by surprise. Mm-hmm. B, he was burned up from using the stones. Mm-hmm. And he also did get an axe in the chest probably two days before. <laughs> right. So he's he's got some injuries and they also caught him by surprise. So I think that helps. I think that that would help, but then I go back to the, the, the movie before this, the Infinity War or whatever. When you think about it, like Hulk was basically whooping his ass. The only reason why Thanos was able to beat the Hulk the last time was then he turned on the Power Stone and then took the Hulk out. And now you're telling me that Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America cannot take him down? And then he <laughs> has zero stones? <laughs> and Thor's coming at him with both the hammer and the axe? And nothing's working? Oh. Like, really? <laughs> He's <Nothing>? Thanos. <laughs> He's just that badass. <laughs> I get it, but I mean, he did, oh, I don't know. But anyways, I don't think he's that badass. Uh, he doesn't, <laughs> just, it seems like he's just a really strong being, not I mean, he invulnerable. Is, well, he is like this huge, you know, overlord type character where he – all these creatures that are basically become his slaves all because he's such a badass, <laughs> essentially. The reason he's got that huge army is because he fucking conquered most of space already. <laughs> Meh. I just thought he was a little OP. <laughs> a little bit. Um, but I don't anyways, get it. Yeah, so then Thor gets very angry, chops off his head, and that's the end of <laughs> Thanos. I mean, we're talking about 15 minutes into this movie, they kill Thanos off. I was like, wow, was not expecting this. Not yep. at all. <laughs> um, this time you went for the head. Yeah, sure did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so then uh, after that, and then we get the longest title screen <laughs> to a time jump i've ever seen in my life i didn't mind it i did i was like boy <laughs> why are we sitting here reading these three words in the slowest succession ever five because <laughs> i think they're trying to set you up like oh five months later, later. <laughs> but nope it's years 
Oh my god. This is really happening. Anyways, so long title screen, but then we jump to the future. Uh, you go. You go ahead. And explain all the stuff that's going on during this part. Uh, so it looks like the world is still pretty shitty. Um, they haven't ever really fully recovered. It looks like a lot of stuff is still burnt out, and there's like wreckage all over the place. And unless you're whales, like a baseball stadium that was all fucked up. <laughs> yeah. If you're whales, you're whales fine. are coming back. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> uh, Captain America. We see him operating like a survivor group for uh, people who lost people. And uh, it's kind of down to only a couple of people, but he's trying to help people move on, even though he himself can't really move on either. Um, So that was kind of, it's nice that he even, even after all this happened, he's still trying to help people. I did like that about him um, that he's still keeping with it, even if he's not out there saving people the same way he used to, but he's still, he's still got that good heart and trying to help people. Yeah. So I like that. Um, we get it to look in on Black Widow, who's kind of taken up the Nick Fury slack of essentially running the world's defense. Uh, I guess you could say I don't think it's shield per se anymore, but she's kind of communicating with a bunch of other people via hologram and stuff like that. Luckily, Captain Marvel is way off in space <laughs> and she's like, I'm busy out here. I can't come to Earth. I was like, yes, I know. <laughs> so that keeps up the rest of the movie. And Rocket makes fun of her <laughs> hair. I liked that. Yeah. Too. That was pretty great. <laughs> um, this whole scene, like, oh, we get a uh, roadie kind of mentions that, um, you know, he starts dropping hints about Hawkeye and his whereabouts about how he's just dropping like uh, Mexican cartel members down in Mexico and leaving bodies all over and shit. And uh, Natasha is kind of upset about this and she wants him to find out where he's going next. Um, I thought really solid acting by Scarlett Johansson. Um, yeah. This scene, especially and in the whole movie, honestly, yep. uh, she really, really knocked it out of the park. I thought, mm-hmm. but before, yeah, she... before the scene even happens, we actually find out about a rat. There is a rat. Oh yes. A foot. <laughs> and let me tell you, what this rat is up to it can turn on the quantum realm so it does and it spits out uh scott lane who is still in the quantum realm uh yep. basically he was in the quantum realm for five hours but it had been five years at this point um he's trying to pick up all the pieces of what the heck just happened he ends up finding uh that his name was on the wall of all the people who were basically snapped so he it was, was very such an confused. eerie scene as he's just like going through the you know city, seeing all the, you know, just weird wreckage and stuff and being like, what the fuck happened here? Right. It was very like post-apocalyptic and very creepy. And I liked it. Yeah. Um, but he ends he's up looking for his daughter's yep. name on the uh, on the memorial, but he doesn't see her name, luckily. But then he sees his own name and he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so then he goes to the old house and finds his daughter there. And then uh, to yeah, harken that back was a to very emotional moment. Um, yes. I like that a lot. I like it sucks. Go ahead. It really sucks. Like he's missed so much of that kid's life. Yep. <laughs> like he was in prison for so many years. And then now he like gets her back and he's like on house arrest for like two years. So you can only kind of see her when she comes over. And now he's gone for another five years. <laughs> mm. he's like, God damn, this guy wants to be a good dad. It just never seems to work out for him. Yep. I do like Paul Rudd's performance in this movie as well. I mean, he's mm-hmm. not only just funny, but it's just like when he's serious, it seems like he's just putting out his heart and soul. So it was, it was good. I liked. I liked. Actually, I Great. don't. There's not very many people I disliked, if anything, really. I like that they did give Ant Man a lot to do. Like he actually got to shine a lot in this. I thought. Yeah. And like they gave him some important things. Like he was, you know, he's kind of 
one of the key pieces to this whole plan of going back in time. So he, you know, is a very big part of saving oh, the sh- world. Sh- here. Sh- we haven't gotten to that part yet. <laughs> so anyway, so I don't want to spoil things before we spoil things. After Scarlett Johansson uh, basically bids uh, War Machine and do through the hologram, uh, Captain America shows up and starts talking about all the stuff, you know, that she's just got too much on her shoulders and she needs to, you know, kind of move on and all this other stuff. And at the same time, uh, we find that apparently uh, Paul Rudd or Ant-Man is at the front gate and they all thought he vanished as well because they didn't know he was in the quantum realm, so they just assumed that he was yeah. gone. And, uh, you know, they, they obviously let him in to try to figure out what the hell's going on. And um, at this point, he talks to Scarlett Johansson or Black Widow. <laughs> no, I couldn't. <laughs> Paul Rudd talked to Scarlett Johansson. Yep. Paul Rudd <laughs> talks to Scarlett Johansson and Steven Tyler, whatever Chris his Evans. name is. Chris Evans. <laughs> and, um, yeah, basically what ends up happening is he's trying to explain them about the whole time thing, that how they may be able to use the time thing in some kind of way because he explains that he was there for five hours, but you know, it, it's been five years. Maybe we can somehow use this in our advantage to maybe go back to stop the yeah, snap. Yeah, we can go in at a certain point in time. Maybe we can come out at a different point in time. Which didn't make a lot of sense to me. I'm very confused with that. <laughs> very confused that with any makes of sense. the time stuff in this oh, movie I know. in general. And I think it's because maybe <laughs> like- my brain is mostly trained from every other time movie that's been out there. But yeah. I think Nebula should technically be dead. <laughs> I thought that same thing at first that she was going to like fade away, but I guess they, with the rules that they had set up, that wouldn't happen. So I was okay with it. <laughs> that's not, you can't just make up your own rules. That's that's. It that's does kind of make sense though, Boy, in a weird way, because wait. basically if you cha- if you do anything like that, that would change things. You're only creating a different splinter of reality. So in that reality, that nebula might be dead, but in the current present that you're in, that's that is what it is. So you can't change that one. You would just be creating a different alternate reality. Oh. So I kind of I get that. My bean. All right, and then <laughs> so uh, they obviously were like, all right, let's take this to somebody who might know what they could do with it. So they go and visit Iron Man. To see yeah. if they can possibly coerce him into coming up with some kind of way of using this whole time heist. Um, <laughs> and Iron Man basically wants nothing to do with it. Uh, we should say, though, that Iron Man at this point, we, we know that Pepper Potts is still alive. Uh, she mm-hmm. did not get vanished. And the kid, um, the, he has a kid. So yes. at this point, even though half the people are gone, it seems like Tony Stark's happy he he is one of very few who have a family who still have a family um yeah he got a happy ending out of this which makes it all the more tragic when he finally decides yeah to go back and help yep that's rough um but yeah so uh they're trying to talk him into uh maybe coming up with something to try to make this time thing work he's like nope that's stupid it doesn't make sense this isn't gonna work um and they basically just tell or he basically tells them to get off the property um, not <laughs> they can like stay for lunch way. if they don't want to talk shop. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically they they end up taking off and they go to the next big headed person, which is where we find out that oh, I love this. Bruce Banner and the Hulk have now become one. It's just 
smarts and strength mixed into one. So it's basically Bruce Banner's personality and brains, but in the giant mm-hmm. Hulk body. Yes. He's wearing shirts now, as he likes to point out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really like this. Some of my favorite Hulk eras in the comics have been with like a smart Hulk. Um, you know, there've been times where just like it was Bruce Banner's brain inside the Hulk's bodies. There was one point where like they had like a psychiatrist kind of merge all the Hulk's different personalities into one. So that he was just kind of the smart, a smart Hulk that basically had the, you know, the green Hulk, the gray Hulk and Bruce Banner's personalities all merged into one. Um, but yeah, those are some of my favorite Hulk stories. I was glad that they finally got around to doing that here in the movies. Um, it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I like this. This was very funny, especially the scene itself, just because a couple of kids come up to him and want to take a picture with him. <laughs> and yeah. and he does so. But then uh, uh, Ant-Man's like, oh, you want to take a picture with me? I'm Ant-Man. And they're like just like <laughs> bantering back and forth, like, go ahead, take a picture with him. He's Ant-Man. And they're like, no, that one kid's saying no, he doesn't want to. <laughs> yep. Just take the goddamn phone. <laughs> oh, it's a great scene. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the Hulk looks more Mark Ruffalo than he ever has before, which yeah. is interesting. Very they, uh, they really strange. just let him kind of be Mark Ruffalo, but green. <laughs> yep. It was very weird. I thought the same thing. I, I, I thought maybe that's how he always looked, but but when you put glasses on him, it just maybe looks more Mark Ruffalo. But I don't know. Even with the glasses <laughs> off, I was like, no, that's still Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. It's very, uh, I liked it though. It's very good. Yeah, it was great. It was a good change to see what, what's become of these people, you know, five years later. Uh, the fact that he like locked himself in a lab and just kind of like, like I realized that I've been treating the Hulk like a virus or, and something, you know, or a disease instead of, uh, treating it like the cure. And he's just like, I put the two together and it all clicked. <laughs> yep. I will say it's kind of a, I missed it's a missed opportunity to me that they never did anything with the, uh, the Hulk and black widow potential like romance. That just kind of never came of anything. <laughs> I'm kind of, I mean, I think it kind of came to something. I mean, I don't know exactly where the black widow was at most of the time, but you could tell that like Bruce Banner probably had feelings for, uh, the black widow obviously yep. towards the end of this movie. Um, so it's just, that it, I liked that there was like, there wasn't anything there, but at the same time, there was something there. I didn't need them to have a relationship. We got those hints already. Um, yeah. That they, they may or may not have cared for one another, but I wasn't even 100% sure because it seemed like Scarlett Johansson was, or uh, Black Widow was just a slut. <laughs> I thought she liked Hawkeye for the longest time, but he's got a family. I was like, what is this, lips of an angel? And then we go into like the weird romance thing with the Hulk. I was like, what is happening right now? You're a slut. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but yet I don't think she ever actually had, at least that they ever showed any kind of actual thing with any of them. Nope. That's very true. She just, <laughs> she was just kind of flirty. Just toyed with all of their emotions, fucked with all their minds. <laughs> well, I think the her and Hawkeye thing, they kind of set that up early on that it wasn't a romantic thing. They were just friends Yeah, and that uh, he kind of, you know, saved her. So she owed him a debt a little bit. Well, we find out then uh, just shortly later that the Hulk is willing to help, and he doesn't really know much about the whole time travel thing, but he's going to give it his best shot, which also leads to a very funny scene where they're trying to do the time (laughs) travel thing to send it back in time and have him come back. Um, But every time they would send Scott Lang into time, then to come back, he would come back basically either a child, an old (laughs) man, 
or a baby, and then they finally got it back right. But then Paul Rudd has one of the greatest lines ever. He's like, someone peed in my suit. I'm not sure if it was the baby or the old man. Or, or me. me. <laughs> oh, yeah, old me, baby me, or me me. Oh, Paul Rudd's killing it in this movie. Yeah. It's so good. Love me some Paul Rudd for sure. Yep. Uh, so meanwhile, back at the old the old farm, uh, Iron Man is kind of he's uh, doing the dishes and he ends up seeing a picture of him and Peter Parker back in the day um, at this, you know, science fair that they won. And uh, it really just gets him thinking about this whole time travel thing. And he decides to tinker around a little bit and uh, in true Tony Stark fashion, figures it out <laughs> without too much trouble. <laughs> yep. But I like that. That uh, I think some people said it was too easy the way he figured it out. But like, we don't need it a half hour of the movie, him trying right. different things and seeing if it works. <laughs> Let's just get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> it almost seemed like he was doing that already. Uh, yep. Kind of, because he already had everything laid out, and, and it seemed like he was going to like, all right, I'll do one more shot. Let's do the the, the diddly squat loop of dupes, and then we'll move this one, ship it by him, and we'll see if that works. If not, then I'm just going to let it go. And it ended up working, and it seems like he was probably tinkering with it. Whether he was or wasn't, I agree. I don't need to see all that, and I'm glad I yeah. didn't see all that. They've already set up that he's a very smart guy, <laughs> that he can figure out pretty much anything he puts his mind to eventually, so... Yeah, I'm cool with that. They did mention, I think, that this was not the first time he tried this. That it was not the first, you know, attempt at this. He might have been working on it all night, for all we know. Right. Um, so I'm totally cool with that. Um, we get a get a nice scene with him and his daughter, and uh, there's some good stuff there. And then he kind of tells, you know, Pepper Potts that he's figured out time travel and doesn't know what to do about it. He kind of just wants to, you know, bury it in the lake and hope nobody ever finds it. But she kind of, you know, convinces him that he won't ever be able to rest if he does that. And it's a truly kind of a heartbreaking choice because he knows this is going to this could lead to very bad things. If they mess with time, they could potentially lose his daughter or, you know, he could die. And then part of this whole thing and this contract could could potentially. Yeah, (laughs) we don't know. Could have priced himself out. (laughs) We just don't know. But but he makes the heroic choice and decides to go back and. And tell the Avengers that he figured it out. Yep. Um, and as he gets there, we kind of cut to uh, basically him describing, yeah, we could probably end up doing this. Let's knock this out. Uh, yep. But do we have everybody? Because if we're going to do this, we're going to need everybody. So they go around. Oh, and he, trying gives, to scoop- he gives Captain America the shield back when he uh, pulls up. They kind of, you know. They obviously had beef ever since Civil War, but they kind of, you know, both agree to just put it aside and he ends up giving him the shield back, even though, in, you know, Civil War, he was just like, you don't deserve that shield. You know, my father made that shield and shit. And now he's just he gives it back and he says, you know, well, he made it for you. <laughs> and I like the line that he's just like, keep this on the down, though. I didn't bring enough for everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's some really good lines in it. But uh, so we. uh we go to basically just snippets of everybody kind of coming back and joining the team. So we got like Rocket showing up with Nebula, and then we've got uh, we find out that Hawkeye is no longer Hawkeye. He's it's Ronan. The War Machine right? shows up right after uh, Rocket and Nebula, and uh, calls Paul Rudd regular size man. Yeah, which I is love pretty that. Good. And I love the, the whole taco thing too, where like they all keep showing up and like. <laughs> obliterating his taco yeah and then the Hulk just shows up and gives him some more yep I was like oh that's a sweet moment <laughs> yep 
Um, but yeah, and then it, who does Hawkeye turn into again? I forget. Uh, Ronan. All right, so there's multiple Ronins in the the Marvel universe because then the, the Guardians of the Galaxy had to kill Ronan, and then this is also oh, Ronan. They are spelled differently. Uh, oh, the other Ronin was R O A or R O N A N, and this one is you know like a samurai Ronin R O N I N. So they're one letter different. At least it's not confusing <laughs> because I'm. I mean, like, thankfully they wore their name tapes because I never would have been able to tell those two apart. <laughs> But yeah, so now he's Ronin with with the IN and he's going yep. around basically just killing people. Uh it seems like now correct me if I'm wrong. I'm I like his entirely, motivation. Is his motivation because half the planet or yeah, half the people on the planet are gone now and then it's crazy that his family who's never done a thing wrong in his life or in their lives, but then shitty people like the people that he's killing are yeah. still alive? Is that his motivation? That's what I took away from it is, yeah, basically, why did all these other good people get wiped out, but you pieces of shit are still here? I'm going to finish the job. Okay. So I like that he just kind of completely snaps. Yeah, I like his character in this movie a lot. I know you don't like Jeremy Renner, but god damn, he was so badass in this movie. Like, every... It it, it wasn't like... It's like he was gone. Uh, for obvious <laughs> yeah. reasons. Like, because his family was gone, but it, it was just like... Hawkeye in the other movies was just like, oh, Hawkeye is sometimes quirky or whatnot, and he had that weird like sense of humor. And this one, he really didn't have a sense of humor. He just like he was no. just emotionless, and you felt so bad for him, and you felt that motivation with him as well. You're just like, fuck yeah, fuck those guys. Um, and throughout the whole movie, even that uh, the part with Scar- Scarlett Johansson, I was just like, fuck this this that that scene right there tore me to shreds. I was like. Oh God, man! This sh- that scene tore me to shreds. But his reactions, I didn't think were very good. Really? Like his facial expressions were weird, and oh. I did not enjoy them. I think you just don't <laughs> like Jeremy Renner, man. I I think Jeremy Renner killed it during that. I, think I thought it, he was pretty good, like in the opening scene with his daughter and stuff like that. I thought those the scenes with his family were better than his reaction to the Black Widow thing. Oh man, I like I love the Black Widow thing. It was just oh, I love man. that scene, but his reactions. It seemed like was it just me or did it look like he gained like ten pounds just in his face? That's what it seemed like in the uh, the family scene. I think once he got his haircut, it just he looked more like slick and just like thinned down to me. But I mean, oh, I don't know. He kind of reminded me of Curly from the Three Stooges. <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah, no. He seemed like he was more fit when he was Ronan. The other one, when they first showed it up, I was like, oh, man, did he, like, gain weight for this family thing? Like, I was so confused because his head was just so <laughs> damn round. I was like, man, you got a tomato head. <laughs> maybe he's just getting older. Yeah, that's what maybe. happens. <laughs> we all get a little rounder. Um, but, yeah, so. Uh, there's... But I will say this. I, did, I didn't hate him as much in this movie. That's um, good. I will agree that he is better than the Winter Soldier. <laughs> He is a better movie or in general? actor than, than Bucky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bucky's the worst. <laughs> so bad. He's the worst actor in this whole entire series. Minus nope. Captain Marvel. Yeah, there you Brie go. Brie Larson's the worst. She's just... <laughs> I think, She's the number one worst. I'm not entirely sure who's supposed to have emotion or not emotion, but, like, I really I do hate the Winter Soldier so much. I just don't think anybody <laughs> understands my hatred for why they picked that actor above anybody else. Yeah, I would have loved. Like, I guess Tom Hanks he son. originally auditioned for uh, fucking Captain America. I'm so oh, glad that didn't happen. <laughs> that would have been just fantastic. 
<laughs> Nobody would have ever cared about that character. Nope. But yeah, so they get everybody together. They finally get Ronan. Right? And- we were leaving out a big, important one where Rocket and the Hulk go to Norway to uh, New Asgard to pick up Thor. It's true. That does absolutely <laughs> happen. Yep. They see Valkyrie again, who uh, the Hulk knows from Ragnarok. And uh, she kind of is like, well, he's not going to help you. Like he only comes into town once in a while to get supplies. And she just points to a bunch of beer. <laughs> yep. They're like, oh, shit. So what? they go to uh, to Thor's little house where he's living with Korg and Meek. And uh, <laughs> one thing that survived the five year half half everybody dead thing probably angers me almost more than anything else in this <laughs> i know is the fact that after five years half half of everything is gone <laughs> but Fortnite still exists yep. that is disappointing <laughs> but Fortnite still Fortnite exists. survives the apocalypse i guess but I do like when Thor talks shit to the I guess all kid. the gamers probably or the game designers probably got snapped away, so there was no one to make anything new. <laughs> so you're just left with Fortnite. <laughs> it's because they promote the bejesus out of that goddamn game, even on Fortnite. Yeah. It's like a Marvel Fortnite right now. Or endgame Fortnite. Yeah. Like I don't care about that. Nobody does. <laughs> Get out of here with your Fortnite trash. But anyways, yeah, so they go get Thor. Thor is very severely overweight at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um he's just straight bare belly, got big old big old boy beard. Big old beard. He's got boy like hair. almost like dreadlocks going on. He just looks like a fucking like overweight stoner. I think Iron Man <laughs> probably spells it out the best. He yeah. looks like the big Lebowski. He looks like the dude. <laughs> he totally sure. does. He wears like sweat suit, like sweatpants and fucking sweatshirts all the time. Yep. He just kind of hides his shame. <laughs> As Rocket puts it, he looks like melted ice cream. Yeah. That part made me laugh. <laughs> I will say that there's one part in this movie that probably had me, it had me laughing so hard that, it, I mean, we were like minutes after the part happened and I was still just like in my seat, just like my, my stomach was palpitating. Because I didn't want to laugh out loud because the scene was long over, but I just couldn't stop laughing about it. We'll get to it later, but goddamn, it was so fucking funny. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, but oh, this is the thing that people were upset about, that everyone was making fat jokes about Thor. That's fat shaming. <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> I, I hate, I hate this, world. this world. You do. <laughs> That is so dumb. They're like, this will not age well. I'm like, it's going to age just fine if you're a fucking normie. <laughs> if you're not a weirdo. <laughs> if you're a normie. <laughs> yeah, so they if get, you're not one of these SJWs, you'll be fine. They get they get Thor. Uh, he didn't really want to do it. He's just very lazy. But yeah, but they end up getting them. Everybody gets these like time suits. Uh, they test the thing out on... Uh, I can't remember. Hawkeye. Yeah, what's his actual name? Oh, Clint. Uh, Clint Barton. So they, they, they test it out on Clint, uh, and it works. He goes back into time, basically. Here's his daughter, goes in there real <laughs> quick to go try to see if he can find her, but unfortunately he's pulled back into the future. Yeah, that's tough. That. Um, so he, he proves that it works, and they've only got so much of the PIM uh, stuff to only do yeah, so many tricks. Yeah, PIM particles. Trips. 
This is where they kind of explain the uh, the time travel oh, that yeah. they're going oh, with oh, in this oh, movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, War Machine asks, like, why don't we just go back in time and kill, you know, baby Thanos? I do like this scene, though. <laughs> Who says that one part? It's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> it looks like, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's like, come on, it's Thanos. <laughs> I like the way War Machine was doing, yeah, like, I know, the, like, uh, the tight... <laughs> strangling, <laughs> like, motions. It was so detailed. Yep. <laughs> I liked it a lot. <laughs> but the way they kind of explain it is that if you go back in time, that point that you have now gone to is your future. And the place that you, the time that you left from is your past. So nothing that you can do in your future is going to affect your past. It's only going to affect the future of that timeline. So they kind of do it very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I remember kind of, hearing it, but I'm trying to like sense it all together. Yeah, it's just like it's one of those things you kind of got to think about, and they don't really spend a lot of time on it. But so basically, they what they come up with is you can't change the past, but what they can do is get the time or get all the Infinity Stones, bring them back to this time, and then do their own snap, bring everybody back, um, and then they'll put the stones back essentially, in theory. <laughs> yeah in theory um so that that's that's the goal is now they're going to yep. split up in three different parties basically to go to different timelines and different years to where they could try to get the majority of the stones in one spot where they find out that in new york there's one year where they all three stones were just in new york by itself and then there was mm-hmm. the two planets that there were some stones i think the power stone and the soul stone I think. Yep. Uh, yep. Morag uh, for the Power Stone and, and then, uh, Vormir for the Soul Stone. They had to go to Asgard to grab the 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 reality ether. I think. Yep. Uh, what else was there? I think that was it. Uh, those are all of them. Yep. I think you covered them all. This but, is kind of where the uh, the second part of the movie kicks off. Like, kind of one of the things I liked about this movie that keeps it fresh is like each hour of the movie is kind of its own separate storyline almost yeah. where like the first sto- hour is just all the, the fallout from what happened. And then this hour becomes the time heist of going back in time, trying to get all these stones. And then the last hour has, you know, its own awesome storyline. Yep. Uh, so they all go back. Uh, so we'll just try to explain some of this. Oh, which I mean, it's heartbreaking when you see this movie a second time, because right before they go back in time, Black Widow says, see you guys in a minute. Uh, I don't want you. I don't want to hear that. Why did you say that? I think you've disappeared again, Kevin, but that's fine. Uh, touch your controller. Get that controller back on. But, yeah, that's very sad. That's very sad. There you go. I can kind of hear you nope. again. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. So what would you say? Um, so, yeah. So, basically, uh, it is very sad. Um, so, basically, they go in three different parts. I'm not going to try to explain how they did it in the, the way they did it in the movie. Because I'm not going to sit here and chop everything up like salad. Basically, what ends up <laughs> happening is uh, it's Iron Man, Captain America, Ant-Man, and the Hulk went to New York to grab the three stones. Rocket and Thor went to Asgard to grab the reality stone. And then Nebula, uh, Ronan, Black Widow, and the other one, somebody else... War Machine. War Machine. Uh, went to go grab the other two stones. Uh, basically, we'll just start right there. No, 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 no. Let's not start there because that one's a little so – I want to <laughs> just go through all of these in just one fluid motion here. Let me just say once once you realize that 
um, Black Widow and Hawkeye were going after the Soul Stone. <laughs> Did you realize that Black Widow was going to die? No. <laughs> I think I did. I, th- I honestly, I wasn't entirely sure. I did not know Black Widow was going to die in this movie. I had no idea. I I would not have expected that going into this movie. That was not on my high on my list of people that are going to die. <laughs> right. I honestly like. I figured. I I, I almost was a hundred percent sure that either or both Captain America and Iron Man were probably going to die because mainly because yep. their contracts were up. And I was like, yep, those guys are probably going <laughs> away. Um, I w- wasn't yep. aware that Black Widow was going to bite the bullet. Um. But, yeah, they're supposed to be making a Black Widow solo movie finally, so you wouldn't have thought like, oh, she's gonna die. Right, <laughs> which was crazy, but I'm be assuming it's gonna probably. be a prequel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, so we'll start in New York. This is where the funniest scene in my entire or in this <laughs> entire this entire movie happens. But um, yes. so basically, they're out to get these stones. Uh, they know this is basically during the first movie, first Avengers movie, where shit's going down, where Loki's causing all sorts of fucking crazy havoc. And they got, mm-hmm. they got the scepter and the tesseract, and then there's also the time stone is in in New York right now. So the Hulk yeah. goes and tries to get the time stone from Doctor Strange, but obviously Doctor Strange's not even a thing yet. So he's trying to convince <laughs> the lady, the bald the bald woman, to get yeah the ancient the, one uh, to give the the time stone. Uh, just long story short, he does end up convincing him. Can you explain the whole thing? Because obviously this becomes a big scene towards the end of the movie where she says you can't just uh, take stuff from the past because it's going to branch off the other stuff. I don't know what the fuck mm-hmm. she's talking about. <laughs> well, because if they if they took the time stone and didn't bring it back, then their world would be left vulnerable to the threats of, of everything that they would normally use the time stone to stop. Like remember Doctor Strange, like – Doctor Strange uses the Time Stone to defeat Dormammu, which if he didn't have the Time Stone, that would not happen. Dormammu would fucking take over the Earth. So they have to bring it back so that they can do that to make sure that reality doesn't, you know, get taken over by Dormammu. (laughs) That makes sense. Okay. And I loved the part about this scene I loved is that, like, she doesn't even know Doctor Strange yet. But but as soon as Bruce mentions that, yeah, that, like, oh, he gave the stone away, like. She just trusts him so much, even though she doesn't even know him at this point. She just trusts in him so much that she's just like, all right, here, take the stone, go. <laughs> yeah, that part's really cool because I like it because she says the words, uh, he's supposed to be the best of us. Yes. And I was like, oh, this is such a good scene because he's not a thing yet. He's not Dr. Doctor Strange yet because she even admits that he's doing a surgery right down the street just a few blocks away. <laughs> And I was like, this is a really cool scene. I like this. But yeah, so the Hulk basically. That does make me really want to see another Doctor Strange movie to really see him become the best Sorcerer Supreme, you know? I like Doctor Strange. I'm, I'm cool with yeah. that. Uh, I, I don't know. If it's that not going to do really the ones well. I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I'm hoping it does well, but I don't think it's going to do super hot. Oh, it might. Who knows? But anyways, um, yeah. so uh, so she hands over the Time Stone. Hulk's got it. Boom. Uh, yep. then, <laughs> although to me, that was a weird choice to go back to that moment for the time stone. Like, why wouldn't they just go back to like when Hulk landed in infinity war and then be like, where Dr. Strange already knows what the problem is and they know he's there. <laughs> I think because they, they can just... only do so many trips and I think they were trying to maybe do this as a team. So I think the idea was to basically go in bigger groups because if the Hulk just went to one spot, who knows what may or may not have happened where at least i mean even though he just went there to go find dr strange during this huge war all three of them during that timeline was happening right then and there they're like this is the best chance we'll send four guys 
one way or another, we'll get these stamped stones. That's <laughs> true. Uh, so it just made sense to me that that's why they did that. Because I, I, I was playing a bunch of those in my mind, too. I was like, well, why don't yeah. they just do this? Or why don't they just go to the Guardians of the Galaxy and all this other or whatever? So anyways, um, <laughs> so then we've got Ant-Man and Iron Man working on – oh, and Cap- Captain America is working on getting the scepter, which was such a clever way. I love this part of the, oh, the movie. So basically so um, Loki's already ha- uh, basically defeated – He's handed over the scepter. The scepter's in a case. The uh, shield shows up, which at the time they didn't know, but the shield shows up in their Hydra, and they take the scepter. Yep. They're going to they're gonna take it. We see Jasper Sitwell again and Frank Grillo's character, yep. uh, Rumlow, Crossbones. Yep. <laughs> it's so cool to like see these parts like from the earlier movies that we just never saw, and we kind of see the, the moments around those moments. Yeah. So we get to see the scepter thing happen, and basically um, he sees them off in the distance. He's kind of like hiding and watches them take the elevator. So he goes downstairs and intercepts the elevator and jumps in there and says, I need the scepter. And they're like, no, we're not giving you the scepter. He's like, no, trust me. And he leans in and (laughs) says, hail Hydra. So they just just, uh, give him the scepter. I was like, oh, God, this is so good. I love it. The great um, thing is that's a, the exact setup as this elevator scene from Winter Soldier where he gets in an elevator full of Hydra agents. And he, the same people basically were in that same elevator. So you think it's going to play out the exact same way where he's going to fight this whole elevator full of like Hydra agents. But instead he's just like, well, he knows they're Hydra. So he just goes, hail Hydra and gets himself out of it. It's the old gun. It's so clever. Uh, the gun routine. <laughs> the old bait and switch. Yep. So, uh, so he basically gets the scepter and then he has to fight his old self. Which is an okay scene, I suppose. It's not horrible. Oh, I love that scene. That's some great lines. I love where he says, you know, basically Captain America's catchphrase of, I could do this all day. And like, Captain, I know. The modern day Captain America's just like, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the, this is where, oh, when they first, well, while uh, Iron Man and Ant-Man were watching earlier, Tony Stark makes a comment about uh, Captain America's uniform and how it doesn't really show off his ass enough. Oh, <laughs> and Ant-Man yeah. makes a comment about, like, <laughs> it's the ass America. I think that's America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> and so when the current, like, Captain America beats his former self, he looks down at his ass. That is America's ass. And he's just ass. like, that is America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. It's so funny. It's so good. Um, but he ends up getting the scepter, and everything's hunky-dory there. They got the other stone. I don't remember which one is in that fucking st- – oh, that's the mind stone, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm learning. I think – I got to watch – when I see this movie again, I'm going to watch this more closely, but I think there's a uh, continuity flaw in that scene where, like, when Captain America's first getting to that little hallway, he's carrying the scepter. Then he sees, you know, his younger self. And the next shot, he's carrying, like, the briefcase. Oh. So I think it's just like, okay, did he put it into the briefcase in that one second? But I don't think he was even carrying the briefcase. So I need to watch that again. Huh. There may have been a flub there. Ah, who cares? Flub away. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so he gets gets the the Mind Stone. Good there. So now we're left with now Iron Man and Ant-Man trying to get the Tesseract, which is the... Something stone. What is uh, space. It? Space stone. <laughs> that makes yep. sense. Um, so uh, basically they come up with this like idea to jump into the old Iron Man's uh, heart thingamajig because the old Iron Man currently has the case with the Tesseract in it. So Iron Man or Ant-Man is going to jump into his whole uh, heart core basically to detach yeah. it just 
temporarily so they can uh, basically drop the briefcase and they'll go and, you know, snag this. But before we get to it, I, th- I have to get to the, the part of the movie where I couldn't stop laughing. So <laughs> they, they defeat Loki and they're all taking the elevator down and the Hulk is left upstairs at the top floor. And they're like, no, no, no we've reached our max capacity. You're going to have to take the stairs. <laughs> so the Hulk's like, I hate stairs. So then, and then we get to the part, to the part, this part's so fucking funny. It's like, there's so many stairs. Because <laughs> he's walking down these stairs. And then you look at him, and he's just like looking down. He's like, there's so many stairs. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know why. I, I like the fact that he's actually taking the stairs I and know. not just jumping, jumping down. I know. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> so then, all right. So now we go back. We'll cut back. So uh, Ant Man disconnects. We get to the heart. see your favorite uh, MCU villain again, <laughs> Mr. Secretary, played by Robert Redford, pops back up in this movie. Is that my favorite? <laughs> he was the guy in uh, Winter Soldier. <laughs> that wasn't the guy. I mean, that was one of the guys. I didn't know that it was even the dude. I like me some Robert Redford though. I forgot he was even yes. in that movie. Now, I was talking about the other guy, like the guys went to do the. Uh, Oh man, uh, oh, fuck! What was it? The the, the sleeper agent thing. Um, it was like a younger dude, like from the past, I believe, or something. I don't know. Younger. Fucking fucking fuck that movie. Oh, I think to... you're talking about Baron Zemo from yes. Civil War. Oh, see, that's another terrible goddamn villain, Zemo. Oh, God, <laughs> Zemo was great. Baron Zemo. You know, that fantastic <laughs> Marvel villain that everybody knows and loves, Zemo. He is, he is actually a huge villain in the comics. Um, but, yeah, they didn't make me – they did a very different version of him in the uh, in the movies for sure. <laughs> oh. But maybe we'll talk about him someday. Well, anyways, so we got uh, – uh, so they get the case away from the old Iron Man. It gets kicked away, and uh, the future Iron Man grabs it. He starts running. <laughs> And then the the door to the stairs kicks open with Hulk screaming, I hate stairs. <laughs> and he, he kicks the thing right at uh, Iron Man and Iron Man drops the case. And unfortunately, uh, basically, the case just pops open. The Tesseract yeah. falls to the floor. Loki grabs the uh, Tesseract and boom, he's gone. Uh, they're like, oh, shit, <laughs> we've lost it. We have no, there's no way we're going to be able to get to him now. So Which I think I'm assuming this has to do with that Loki uh, TV series that's going to be on Disney Plus. Like that might be how they're able to have Loki in there. Is because this is you know the Loki that teleported away and didn't die. He would have still had to have died. Uh not in this other reality. Oh, we're gonna... no, no, the multiverse. <laughs> yep. Oh, you're into so multiverse we'll too. Goes. <laughs> so uh... me too. I'm McFarts. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we go into now uh the, the 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 problem here so they're like well we we have to get the damn tesseract back and they're like well we can't just get it back now we're not gonna have enough juice to basically go from this timeline to a, another timeline and then they come up with the idea well if we go back to 1970 mm-hmm. that's where pym is there and at the same time the tesseract is there at that military base uh where yep. uh uh, I was going to call him Steve Trevor. Uh, Howard Stark. Him. Well, Howard Stark's there too, but like where Steve Rogers is also basically, it's like basically his, his era right there. Um, well, it's not his era, but 
because uh, obviously he disappeared in the 40s, but it's his old base. Right. Uh, right so he right. kind of knows. And they revisited that in Winter Soldier. So he knows about the secret, you know, compounds there and all that kind of stuff. So I like how they tied all that in. Um, the one thing I will say is, again, it seems like if all you needed was the Tesseract, there's tons of times you can get that. And you could get more pin particles in 2012. Just go to Hank Pym's house. <laughs> he's he's still living. That's to steal true. them the same way Ant-Man stole the suit in Ant-Man. That's true. I don't really understand it how even got all the Ant-Man time there. thing works. Maybe they only had so much time, but I think they could take as much time as they wanted. I, I think so. I was just very – whatever. But they ended yeah, up making it's, that it's work. It's one of those things you think about later, but it's it doesn't hurt it any because I really like what happens at that scene. So <laughs> Yeah, so they go – yeah, that's very true. So they go back to 1970. They find some more pin particles. They find the Tesseract. Everything's hunky-dory. At the same time where Iron Man finds We get our Stanley cameo. We do. He's driving a car that's <laughs> got – Stanley. Some, yep, and he says – Something about not make war. love, not war. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yep. The very last Stan Lee cameo, I think. Maybe. Could be. I don't know. It depends how far in advance they were planning. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so we uh, we get a nice little loving conversation between uh, both Tony Stark and his dad from back in the past. And I like this scene. I'm not going to yeah. spell everything out, but it is a nice loving, you know, father son scene, which is pretty cool. Um, it's pretty great because they've all they've set up so much you know, bad blood between Tony Stark and his dad. And it's just very nice to see them before, you know, obviously what happens to Tony later. It's great to see the two of them have this moment together. And now that like Tony Stark's a father, he just totally understands everything that Howard, you know, he understands why Howard was so hard on him and wanted him to be better than he ever was. Cause you kind of see that Howard, you know, doesn't, he's not exactly proud of himself. He's like the, you know, the needs of the many never really outweighed my own selfishness type of thing which has kind of been Tony's whole arc as well. And it's nice to see that, you know, Tony Stark has finally broken that cycle and he, you know, he has learned that lesson very well. <laughs> yep. 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 So it's a good scene. I like the scene at the same time. Yeah. He's grabbing the Tesseract. Uh, Captain America is grabbing the pin particles where we see uh, crazy CGI, young Michael Douglas. <laughs> Nobody asked for that, but Loved we got it. it. <laughs> we got it though. Um, I miss old Michael Douglas. Which I mean, young Michael Douglas. Yeah, weird. But yeah, he was in there and he kind of just takes off, leaving all of his sweet, sweet work alone for Captain America to take. And long story short, they they make it out of there. And that's (laughs) and that's the New York one. Now, let's go on. So we'll move on to the uh, let's go to Asgard, I guess, and get the reality stone uh, where Rocket and Thor are getting the the stone. And it should be pretty easy, honestly, (laughs) as far as capers go. Uh, It's it's not exactly the toughest. They just kind of got out like Rocket's telling Thor to go schmooze uh, Natalie Portman and kind of get her, you know, distracted. And then he'll go up and grab the stone out of her with this, you know, little device they got. Uh, but Thor is having a complete breakdown, <laughs> which I really loved because it's both heartbreaking and very funny. Uh, the way that Chris Hemsworth is playing and, you know, Thor in this movie. Um, I, I, it's pretty pitch perfect. I really like that. They're leaning into letting Thor be funny. Um, I feel like those first two Thor movies, they didn't quite know what they were doing with Thor, but they really kind of found their footing. Yeah. And it felt very earned just the way that he is completely, you know, broken by what happened. Um, and I just I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, but basically, Rocket ends up having to pretty much do the whole thing alone. He kind of goes in. Natalie Portman actually does show up, which was cool. 
because um, I didn't think she was ever be in one of these movies again. <laughs> I know it's shocking that she was in here. They must have given her a boatload of money just for her one scene. <laughs> yep. Uh, but Thor, meanwhile, he's kind of he runs into his mom. Uh, this, of course, was the day that his mom was going to be killed by the Dark Elves. Um, but they kind of have a nice moment. They have a good, you know, mother and son talk. And she kind of gives him some words of advice and gets him back on the right track and <laughs> makes a nice joke about him. About how she uh, eat a salad. <laughs> yep. That was pretty great. Um, but they get the they get the ether. They're ready to go. But before they do. He holds out his hand to get a little something else. Good old Mjolnir. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. He's still worthy. So Mjolnir comes to his hand and they teleport away with Mjolnir. So he now has that and his axe. Just pretty badass. Yep. Yep, 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 and they have and the it's reality play stone. A huge part later. <laughs> yeah, which I have questions, but we'll we'll get to that. Oh, um, I love. I don't understand it, but we'll get to it. So <laughs> now we're we'll go to uh, both War Machine and Nebula. This one seems like it's very quick. They just have to go to the uh, uh, the Power Stone Temple, and they basically they got it. Boom! That's it done it yeah <laughs> they just knock out peter quill and go in and take it yep it, it was supposed to be like in war machine even makes it sound like no oh, there's gonna be all these traps and stuff and nebula just walks in there and grabs <laughs> it and yeah. that's basically the end of that one boom there's a nice moment between uh war machine and nebula though where they're just both kind of you know saying that yeah i wasn't born like this this is like what i've become because they both kind of have like robot pieces holding them together yeah. so it was kind of cool i like that i mean i honestly wouldn't have hated to see them get together but I'm she's good. back I'm in space now it. so i don't think that's happening <laughs> um so at this point so they have the stone they're about to go back to the future and uh, just uh, War Machine takes off, and just before Nebula was about to hit the bracelet to let her go, unfortunately, at this point, we find out that uh, the past Nebula is able to basically have this weird connection with her, which that doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's fine. <laughs> well, they kind of explain it in that they're sharing the same network, that which kind of make makes sense because you're. But they've got like robot brains, or at least mostly robot brains. So it would make sense that if you essentially have two of the same like Wi-Fi? computers, yeah, essentially. That's hell. Of, <laughs> that's some hell of good Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically, what ends up happening is the past Nebula is able to detect that there's another Nebula, some kind of weird duplicate, and Thanos, Gamora, and Nebula are now onto them. They're, they're, they're picking up yeah. all these pieces. They're learning more and more of what this old Gamora is doing. They actually capture her, and the, a lot more is coming out of this. Uh, Thanos now knows what's happening. Um, he finds out that not only does he get all the, not only does he get all the stones, but he also makes his plan completely work. And now, yep. now they're trying to pick up the pieces and try to stop that from happening. So he's 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 learning what's going on very quickly. <laughs> He's getting caught up. Um, so this leaves He's reading the internet with the very last soul. So he, oh wait, I guess we should say before we leave that, that he, the old Nebula ends up taking the new Nebula's kind of headpiece yes. and disguising herself as, you know, modern day Nebula and takes her place and jumps to the future yep. instead of the old one. Indeed the old one's do. still kind of captured. Uh, now we go to Black Widow and Hawkeye or Ronan or whatever. 
and they are going to get the soul stone. And just like in Infinity Wars, unfortunately, they have to give up a soul for a soul. And uh, it is a toss-up between the two of them, and... I think Which, it was convenient that the two of them went because if like another two of them went, I don't know if it would have even worked because it has to be someone you love. So it's like That's if, the thing. I don't rock and Thor. I don't think either of them love each other <laughs> enough for this to work. That's <laughs> true. And I thought that that was kind of weird. But then at the same time, like uh, Thanos actually had to throw Gamora off because that was somebody he loved. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. But then in this, it's like they were just like just trying to straight up run off the edge, trying to sacrifice themselves. I don't know if that would have worked the same way. I don't understand. I don't think it has to be you You have to kill them, per se. It's just you have to lose. I think the way they phrase it in this one was you have to lose something you love, a soul yeah. for a soul. Yeah. Well, anyway, so if it, if it wasn't a soul for a soul, I would have just been like, well, Hawkeye, throw your bow. <laughs> oh, no, my favorite bow. Oh, that's I really true. loved it. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, um, at first, I was like, oh, Hawkeye is going to go because of all the terrible things he did. And then, Really? Yeah. I and, thought there was no chance Hawkeye goes because they had to give him the reunion with his family. I thought And there's thought no way, gone. like, Black Widow would let him do that. Like, I had true. to figure there was no way she's going to be like, oh, yeah, I have nobody, but you have a whole family. I'm going to let you die. <laughs> like, I couldn't see that happening. Oh, man, I really thought it was going to be Hawkeye just because of his past and all the things he did. And I was – and – when uh, Hawkeye is like, are we talking about the same person now? And then they start going. It's like this banter session between the two of them, basically with uh, Black Widow just saying, no, it's got to be me. I have nothing. I have literally nothing where you have an entire family that we're trying to save. So it's yeah. back and forth. So I can't remember who runs first to try to jump off. Um, I think they kind of hug and he's just like, OK, you can do it. But then he trips her. Yes. Knocks her down to the ground and then she like flips him over. So then she's on top and, and she's going to go. She's, she makes a run for it. Yeah. He shoots the bow and arrow, knocks her off her feet. And he fucking actually jumps all the way off the cliff. But she jumps after him and hooks him on with this cable that he can't seem to get off. And then she's like, you gotta let me go. I know. What a, what a, uh, I know. And it's his react. I'm telling you, his reaction during that scene is just awful, too, because he's just like, you can see it in his face. He's just like, I don't want to do this. It, should, it was supposed yeah. to be me. And he even says that again when they come back. He said it was supposed to be me. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, oh God. That's so heartbreaking. That scene, that scene is just so so nuts. And then you see. The look see, in her eyes, like really. Yep. It's just her being on the Both verge of, of tears and stuff. Both like, so man, it's such a – it's really well done. And I did – I like the fact that they're fighting over who gets to go down. It's so different than what we saw with Thanos. Yep. Where he's just like, oh, you're going down, bitch. <laughs> yep. This is like, oh, neither of them want to watch the other one die. Um, but, but unfortunately, Black Widow does die. Uh, he gets the soul stone. and they I all- wish they would have mentioned something about the red in her ledger again, that she was just like, I got to wipe out the red in my ledger. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So. Avengers, but. Oh. Um, but yeah, so they all show up, of course, except for uh, Black Widow. And everybody just basically yeah. breaks down because. They didn't realize that something like that was going to happen. Um, yeah, nobody knew what the price of the soul stone was. They, no one, none of them. That was the one like uh, Infinity Stone. None of them had ever encountered. Um, they didn't know what to expect. Only Thanos was there. You know, yep. him and Gamora basically. So they didn't know that this was going to happen. Correct. So, unfortunately, that was the price that happened. But they do get all the stones. Uh, Iron Man basically makes a gauntlet to harnessed all these stones just like the the infinity gauntlet and 
This um, thing was so badass. I want that Iron Infinity Gauntlet. It is pretty. <laughs> if cool. They make a replica of that. I need it. Uh, they they make it and basically they're trying to discuss who's going to wear it so they could do the snap and. <laughs> Uh, Thor really, really wants to do it just to try to, you know, get some redemption and try yeah. to do something right. Uh, but they're just like, well, you're kind of a mess, so <laughs> right. probably shouldn't do that. Uh, but um, Hulk is the one who volunteers and says this is a lot of gamma radiation kind of thing, and it just makes sense. It just makes yeah. sense. And this is like how it's made for this. Right. It's like, damn. So uh, the somehow this part's kind of weird to me, but then the gauntlet just like completely gets oversized when he starts to put it on. I was like. It's so weird. Well, it's nanotech. Yeah, so I can, know, you know, but it's just so weird because you see the gems just like floating on this weird like nanotech shell as the gauntlet starts <laughs> to get larger. I was like, ah, I don't like this part that much, but all right. <laughs> I didn't have any issues with that. <laughs> um, but uh, he puts on the glove and as soon as he does, it just runs through his arm. You could just see it slowly just burning away at his arm. Um, but of course, yeah. almost immediately, he's basically just kind of struggling, but he ends up doing the snap and it works. It brings which, half of everything back. Yes, which is great. The one thing I thought was weird, though, is I never like, why does everything have to be a snap? <laughs> yes, I also thought the same thing in this movie. Like, Why is everything <laughs> snapping? I don't understand. Yeah, this wasn't like designed by a beatnik or something. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. Like it's, it gives you ultimate power. I thought the whole snap the first time was basically just because Thanos, whole thing was like, I could erase half of life with just a snap just of my snap. finger. Yep. But you can do whatever you want with it. It doesn't have to be tied to you snapping. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but they do that. <laughs> the snap yeah. activates the glove apparently. So, um, uh, also here's another thing. They, they bring everyone back, but why don't they bring vision back? Cause he's like, a why are they just like, yeah, but you could bring him back. <laughs> no, because the stone is how he, he came back, or how how who he was. But they they were copying his brain when uh, when they in you know Infinity War. Remember, like uh, Black Panther's sister was downloading all that stuff yeah, into but I, they like never, a computer. They couldn't finish it though. Well, we never found out if they finished it. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, they never finished it. <laughs> <laughs> pretty goddamn sure that nobody finished it or else he probably would have been they, in that movie i think they probably finished most of it except for his emotions and that's probably what's going to happen because we'll get him back but he won't have his like emotions and then i'll have to try to get that back eventually nah whatever so he doesn't come back but everybody <laughs> else comes back which is cool um but they, they don't show up right away um yeah it's just like they're you know, we find out that Hawkeye's wife starts calling his cell phone and Paul Rudd notices more birds. <laughs> now, this whole thing of, OK, so they have brought the snap people back, but it's now five years later. All those people are just suddenly back. That kind of seems like a real bad problem for the world. Yes. Everyone's jobs are gone. Everywhere they lived is probably gone, rented out to somebody else or sold. Um, people's spouses have moved on, married other people, babies whose parents, you know, got snapped away have been adopted by other people. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be, you know. Some people who out. didn't get snapped away are now five years older than people they were the same age as. Which I have a problem with. <laughs> one scene in this movie where Spider-Man goes back or Peter Parker goes back to school and uh -huh. his fat friend is just like he hugs him as if like, 
man, I can't believe you're back. It's so good to see you kind of thing. Like he doesn't say that, but it's like he knew he was gone all those years. Like, the, yeah, yep. this is a big deal. But no, they wouldn't not, be they, in the he same wouldn't school. Be in school. He wouldn't, he wouldn't no. even be in high school anymore. <laughs> so I was just so confused. Yeah, he'd be with in that. college and they would not see each other. <laughs> now, if he turned into dust, then why the fuck are they hugging each other? They didn't even know each other turned into dust then. Yeah, it's been like a day for them. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just so confused. Um, I guess maybe Spider-Man Far From Home, they'll kind of address some of these things. But yeah, that seems like a it's like this is kind of a happy ending, except so many people are really just fucked now. (laughs) Their lives are just completely upended. It's better this way. Um, Also, I was thinking, like, I wonder how many people just like use the snap as an excuse to commit murder. (laughs) They're like, this guy at work's really bugging me. What if I just murder him now and say he got snapped away? Oh, like the, the snap did it. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's very possible. Very possible. <laughs> and what about all the people that died because of snap related things? Like people who, you know, they got snapped out of their car and then they, their car ran into somebody. What about uh, all those people? No, th- those people, people are, who are so, those are just so dead people. It, yeah. What about people who are like depressed because their whole family got snapped away and killed themselves? The, nope, there, they're just dead. There is blood. That had to have been shed sometimes when an awful thing happens. <laughs> you can't save everyone. You can't change everything back. It's either we get at least most, almost all half, like 49% back. The other percent is <laughs> like, oh, those were just sacrifices that had to be made. <laughs> you got to break a few eggs if you're going to make an omelet. Yeah, that was Thanos. Well, Thanos killed these people, basically. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so everybody comes back, but at the same moment, basically as everybody's coming back, uh, Thanos shows up in his big old nasty boy ship through the time yeah. portal, uh, cause Nebula is able to basically transport him there somehow. I'm assuming with the pin particles somehow, yep. um, <laughs> somehow, somehow did a whole ship, <laughs> whole damn ship. With, yeah, I guess because it was kind of shrunken when it came through and then expanded. <laughs> like they kind of show that very briefly where it's just like it comes in a little bit smaller and then shoots up through the window and is gradually getting bigger every which, second. Which destroys the time portal thing, which really leaves even more questions as in how did more spaceships show up later on dropping more <laughs> beasties? I was very confused by that. I was like, I don't remember all of these things coming through. I just remember one big ass ship coming through, breaking the time portal. And now Thanos is going to do his, do his thing. But now he's got all these <laughs> well, other ships. I think ships. it was like, uh, you know, like in star Wars, you have your big star destroyer and then you have the little tie fighters that come out of it. No, like, it was those giant pillar place. things. It was the giant pillar things that had all those dogs in them that kept landing. Like the same ones that were in, um, infinity yeah. war. There's just so many of those giant pillar things. There's like, there's no way they all came off. I that assume that's ship. part of that ship. <laughs> no, that ship's just like a floating fucking you know, world. continent. <laughs> it's a whole world in the sky. Um, but yeah, so Thanos shows up and then just lights the damn place. The whole Avenger <laughs> fucking castle, the smithereens just blows it to shit, which I honestly, I thought Ant-Man yeah, was does. dead. It doesn't make any sense that he, he made it out. The only thing I can think of is he turned small right at the correct mm-hmm. moment, but uh, which is, I'm assuming what happened, but yeah, I thought he was he, <laughs> a fucking missile hit him. <laughs> You're not going to fucking uh, convince me any other way. It is a that none of them died in that or attack. Or broken arm. <laughs> Or broke yeah. something. That's true. They all were pretty unscathed by this massive barrage. 
of missiles. Ah, uh, so goddamn bizarre. But and a building all, falling on them. They're, they're all underneath this rubble. Some of them are like kind of drowning, and everybody's trying to help each other out. And Hawkeye finds. And War Machine gun. talks about his favorite Pokemon. He's like Caterpie, Caterpie, Caterpie. Oh yeah, I forgot that that was a <laughs> thing in there. But yeah, he does definitely say Canopy, Caterpie, Canopies. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and then all of that stuff kind of just happens, and they're trying to get out of this wreckage or whatnot. Um, and Hawkeye's got the the gauntlet, so he's trying to book it out of there. At the same time, those dogs are starting to come in, and they're chasing him down. Uh, and that was a cool shot with him like firing the red like light arrow. Yeah, and then you just see the fucking tunnel full of these things. And you're just like, oh, fucking balls. Yep, that was pretty cool. <laughs> like that um and then basically thanos shows up and nebula walks out and says yes i did the thing uh, and he says go get the gauntlet i'm gonna wait here so she goes and tries to get the gauntlet and he truly does wait right there it's also so weird <laughs> he that pulls he's waiting the there. gum yeah it's so weird that it's waiting there that even thor captain american iron man like yeah no he's just waiting there <laughs> so like oh let's just go fight him so all three of them tried to fight them fight him and Thanos just whoops all three of them. All three of them with this fucking weird Darth Maul bladed sword. <laughs> um, He's just whooping their asses. Yep. No problems. Not a care in the world. <laughs> it's the easiest thing he's ever done. <laughs> three of the most powerful Avengers. He's just taking them out like nothing. Yep. Yep. No problems. Uh, so. <laughs> Jesus. That's a loud car. Um. So basically, then at that point, we're just kind of running and, you know, doing the whole like hot potato thing with uh, the gauntlet with uh, Hawkeye trying to get out of there. And then, yeah, Hawkeye gives it to Nebula thinking she's the good Nebula. Yeah, but it's not. And so Gamora and the good Nebula show up and they're kind of all getting to like a Mexican standoff type deal. And it's kind of cool that Nebula ends up shooting the, the good Nebula ends up shooting her old self, which is kind of as metaphorically on point as you can get, I guess, to say that, you know, <laughs> you're completely killing your old self to turn the page and become your new self. Oh. <laughs> so I like that. That was cool. And she doesn't fade away like Michael J. Fox. Nope. <laughs> Different reality. So she's okay. She's cool with this. Somebody said this the <laughs> other day, and I don't remember what it was, but they're like, no, 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 don't go back in time. If you go back in time, you can develop Parkinson's. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing after I heard that. It's um, almost as funny as the stairs. <laughs> yeah. The stairs thing made me laugh. <laughs> so many stairs! <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. Uh, anyway, so we come up to probably one of the coolest things scenes I've ever seen in any movie. All it right? really is. So legitimately basically, I've never been this excited before, I, I know, don't think. It almost brought me to tears. I was so happy. I was like, this is just so goddamn <laughs> badass. I know. So it's it really does. I think I've cried or at least got tears in my eyes every time I see this. And I get fucking chills up and down my entire body. Yeah, it's a damn great scene. Like, so for some reason in the back of my head, I was just thinking to myself, there's no way they're going to do a big ass giant fight scene because I never expected there to be one, especially. When, OK, they got all the stones. All right. Everybody's back now. But then it was mm -hmm. like the Thanos thing. And for some reason, it still didn't click in my head that everybody's going to come back and do this giant epic fight at the end of this. Oh, movie. wait, this is. Well, I think you're skipping another big chill scene, uh, which is where 
they, uh, it becomes basically Iron Man kind of gets knocked out a little bit. Captain America is a little bit down Thanos and Thor are fighting and uh, Thor tries to call Stormbreaker to him. But Thanos kind of, you know, tries to start shoving it into his chest instead of returning it to his hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's got he's got Thor down. He's going to he's about to kill Thor. But uh, what do we see? The most Mjolnir. confusing thing I've ever seen in all my life. <laughs> I don't know why. What do you mean? I don't know why. No, you don't why know is why. that confusing? When fucking Captain America grabs the hammer? Yeah. How is that? How, he's not the Thunder God. You don't have to be the Thunder God. You just have to be worthy. That's the the wording of the, the curse is basically who he whoever is worthy may wield this hammer. And he has now proven himself to be worthy. But I will say after of Age of Ultron, where they kind of showed, you know, yeah. they're all trying to lift the hammer and. It, nobody was doing anything, but Captain America made it wiggle a little bit and Thor got all worried and shit. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> but man, he this time he just full on picks it up and goes to town on Thanos. And it's one of the most exciting things I've ever seen. It, it, it looked like a straight up like fighting game because it's just like <laughs> there's just shit everywhere. The, the things that reminded me of the fighting game is like throws the shield and throws the hammer at the shield, bounces the shield yeah. back into Thanos. Then he throws the hammer at Thanos. Then he uses a lightning power, which is usually down forward a to call <laughs> down the thunder or the lightning from well, the he's sky. Like, he does this like lightning whip, like jump rope move with the ground or just like flinging it at him. Then he calls it down on Thanos. It's like, holy shit. He's a fucking natural at this. <laughs> <laughs> It just seems so bizarre to me, but it was such a cool scene. But un- unfortunately, oh, all it. of that still apparently doesn't stop Thanos. Again, yeah. without the Power Stone, he is still <laughs> invulnerable to everything. Everything. He's got. He's hacking away at Captain America's shield at this point, just like splitting it in half, which is cool because that was what Tony saw in his vision back of Age, and Ult- Age of Ultron, uh, where they were all dead. He saw that the shield was ripped in half, essentially. And it's like, oh, man, it's finally happening. So Thanos at this point calls out everybody. He's just like, fuck you guys. Like, I tried to be nice and wipe out half the people in the universe. Now I'm just going to wipe out everything and create my own life. Just a whole new universe full of life that doesn't know what it ever lost. So it can't fight back. It's just grateful that it exists. (laughs) It's like, fuck you guys. Now it's personal. And he calls out like this giant army of you know, all of his soldiers, these giant beasts, the fucking uh, like snaky worm ships from Avengers. Yep. A <laughs> whole bunch of so those. Cool. Oh, I know. Calls out a shit ton of them. And Captain America is just kind of standing there looking like, oh, shit, we're fucked. <laughs> but what is that? He hears something coming from his ear. Is that I hear? Cap. Cap. <laughs> Cap. Is this thing fucking working? Cap. <laughs> Cap, this is me. It's Sam. And then <laughs> and then we see the yellow sparkles. And yeah. something opens up. And it's Bumblebee Tuna! Bumblebee Tuna! <laughs> Bumblebee Tuna! <laughs> yep, it's the Black Panther. And uh and Michonne. Michonne. <laughs> and I think somebody else is with uh And his sister, Skeletor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point then we also see uh the falcon fly in and everybody's yep. just showing up from the yellow sparkles i mean everybody even the all of the, the guardians Bumblebee tunas. spider-man <laughs> all the wakandans all this guardians all the like sorcerers that have been trained the scarlet witch shows up yep your lady friend dr strange oh, of gosh, course shows so... up calm yep. down calm down 
Put your pants away. <laughs> I can't. It's permanently glued to my hand. <laughs> Gross. Um, Ant-Man shows, like, grabs all the people that were down being drowned in the basement. He grows super huge, pops out. Yep. They're there. Uh, uh, Wasp is here, finally. She's kind of getting to interact with everybody. Yep. Uh, Pepper Potts shows up in the armor that Tony Stark was, or Tony Stark was talking about building for her yep. earlier in the movie. Um, God damn. It's just, it's, and you see just these two giant armies. Liev Schreiber. <laughs> yes. He shows up. Totally. It's Ray Donovan, <laughs> though, because he couldn't reprise his role. As Sabretooth, <laughs> unfortunately, but at least we got Liev Schreiber. It was trademarked. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was great. Ronald McDonald showed up. Obama was there. Uh, a couple of the guys from Breaking Bad showed up. It was just an insane fight. Just Two insane. of the chipmunks. Alvin was too busy. Yep, as he always is most of the time. Just <laughs> Getting into fantastic. trouble. Yeah, Freddy Krueger was there, which is weird because he just does nightmare stuff, but he shows up. Yeah. I thought this was the real world. Somebody must have grabbed him, pulled him out. Yeah, it was good. Such an epic. It's so good. And, and then they were finally, all on the good side. After, yes. After, but after all these movies where they've kind of teased it from time to time, like Age of Ultron at the end, where Captain America's like, Avengers! And then they cut before he finishes. And now, finally, after all these yep. 21 other movies, you finally get to hear Captain America say, Avengers Assemble. And I fucking lose my shit every time that these two armies like rush at each other. And you're just like, this is everything I always dreamed of from comic books. Like this is a crossover event that you've seen so many times in comic books, but have never seen in a real life movie. And it's the most glorious thing I've ever seen. I feel like some parts go a little too fast, but then when the parts that you do see, they're just so damn epic. But like, sometimes it's hard for me to actually see what punching what and who's getting, but I mean, it is, it's like a full blown war. So I think it's supposed to be that way. <laughs> yeah. I, exactly. I mean, it just hell is breaking loose just everywhere. <laughs> so, um, and there's some cool shit and cool uses of people's powers. Yeah. Like I like when Falcon just like kind of, flies into one of those giants with his fucking wings stabbing him in the chest i like Like, spider-man spider-man's got the fucking arms that just like start stabbing everybody (laughs) (laughs) that was so badass um i like when ant-man shows up and he just punches one of those flying snakes out of the sky (laughs) (laughs) it's so good i didn't see that much hulk action though i wish i saw a bunch of like hulk action like him just jumping everywhere punching everything his that's, arm was like all gimped up, I guess. Oh, so maybe that's true. <laughs> he can't fight lefty. <laughs> maybe, but yeah, there was just so many great powers, and Ant Man and the Wasp uh, kind of do some stuff, and then um, yep. man, they're just, reunited. Scarlet Witch Scarlet just Witch. goes to town on Thanos a yep. little bit. It, it rips gets his of, armor apart and shit. It, she's like completely like insane mode at this point. Like her eyes are glowing red and she's just like completely gone off the rails. I do like that part where she's like, you took everything from me. Thanos is like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you're going to learn. And I was like, that's kind of funny, but I just love, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> oh. God, so that was pretty hilarious but yeah so like she starts going just basically just peeling his armor off and he he gets to the point where he's like uh, i think i think this is the one that's gonna give you just take me down so he says rain fire rain fire and then they're like yeah. really with our troops on the ground and he's like just do it so they just start <laughs> shooting like crazy at the the ground and most of the uh it seems like the dr strange people are doing those protect spells to keep 
their allies from getting hit. But at the same yeah. time, we see the fire, it gets adjusted. And it gets adjusted towards the sky because something's coming down from the sky. What could it be? Blandness. <laughs> the plank. <laughs> the plank has landed. <laughs> yep. So Captain Marvel shows up, blasts through his ship, and destroys it uh, to smithereens. And then she assembles all of the women somehow because she's got the Ugh. gauntlet at this point because it, it just is p- being passed around like a football. Oh, um, yeah. Speaking of, there's some great moments in that part with all the with the gauntlet being kind of passed where first, you know, Hawkeye's got it and uh, Black Panther kind of gets it from him, uh, which I love that he's like, Clint, give it to me. Because in fucking Civil War, they had that one scene where like him, like Black Panther and Hawkeye were fighting and Hawkeye's just like, uh, I don't think we've met. I'm Clint. And Black Panther just goes, I don't care. <laughs> but all this time, he fucking did care, I guess, because he remembered. He remembered his name. Oh. Wow. I fucking love that. So and then weird. Captain America calls Spider-Man Queens, yeah, which is like also, that. again, from Civil War. It's like these two fucking New York kids just still relating to their old neighborhoods and shit. I'm just like, oh, that's such a great moment. I do like that part. Um, but, yeah, it's just getting passed around from, like, and then it goes from Black Panther, and then I believe Spider-Man snags it. And then yeah. Pepper Potts might off have motherfuckers. It. Oh, no. Pepper Potts oh, grabs Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Yep. Throws him onto, like, Valkyrie's Pegasus. Yep. Which <laughs> is, is also cool funny. To see him riding a Pegasus. <laughs> it's like, oh, hello. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, so basically then there's the whole women, weird women fight scene, which is trash. Ugh, yep. And then after that, we basically start to get to the climax to where um, – uh, Thanos grabs the the gauntlet and he puts it on and he's about to snap. But man, who grabs it the first time? It's not Iron Man. It's uh, who's it? Thor or is it or Captain um, America? Shit! Uh, it was I just think... before he went to go snap. He was just about to snap. Oh, I think it was Captain Marvel. She gets in there oh, and yeah. kind of holds his fingers the whole for a little thing. bit. Yeah, like, nah, <laughs> so dumb. I wish she would have been the one to actually end up using the gauntlet so that she could have died. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think the internet will hear that cry, hopefully. But yeah, so um, she, uh, basically uh, she stops him just before he snaps. Uh, and then Iron Man is trying to, you know, kind of get out of his little like debacle because he's, you know, been beaten down, keeps getting thrown down and all this other stuff. And he looks over at Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange has got his finger. He's using his finger for something. <laughs> he's making a one. This is that one in 14 million where they would win. Oh. And Tony Stark knows what he has to do now. Because they had, he asked earlier, it's like, you said one in 14 million we win. Is yeah. this it? And he's just like, if I tell you what's going to happen, it won't happen. <laughs> so then Tony Stark kind of realizes in this moment, shit, <laughs> it's up to me, isn't it? Yep. And he jumps in, goes at the gauntlet, tries to pull it off, but his unsuccessful Thanos knocks him the fuck away. And you think it's all lost. Thanos does himself a little snap, snap, snaparoo. Nothing happens. He looks at the back. Stones are all gone. They are on Iron Man's hand. Yep. Oh, uh, and this part, again, this is another chill moment where Thanos is just like, no, you can't do this. Like, I'm inevitable. And Iron Man just fucking goes with his fucking catchphrase of all catchphrases. That I'm so glad they brought back for this moment because it's such a baller line to go out on. Yep. He's just like, well, I am Iron Man. 
and does his own snap, destroys Thanos and all his army. giant army, <laughs> just wipes them all away to dust. And he's just like, God damn, that's the greatest ending I've ever seen in my life. Yep, it's pretty epic for sure. He gets some good moments with Spider-Man and Pepper before he he officially dies. Uh, like I thought, I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow's hit or miss in these things and most things actually, but I thought she was solid in this movie. Yeah, uh, like her reaction of trying to you know hold it together before he passed away and then just completely breaking down as soon as he does. Like I thought that was really cool. I love and, uh, I love really her well line done. where she says, "We'll be fine. You can now rest." Because she says yeah. in the beginning of the movie when Iron Man's like, I'm just going to take this whole thing and just throw it in the lake. And she's like, well, if you do that, would you be able to rest? And, of course, no, he can't do that. He wouldn't nope. be able to rest. So she says the whole thing, we'll be fine. You can now rest. And I was like, oh, that's such a good fucking line. I like that. Yeah. Everything just gets called back in this movie. And it's so good. It's to be able to bring everything to such a satisfying conclusion after all these years and all these movies. It's Goddamn astounding. Um, I've really never seen anything like this. Yeah, because nothing like this ever existed before. No. Except for Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, there have been other things that crossed over, like the Universal Monsters, but let's face it, none of those really crossed over that much in any kind of meaningful way. Like, they would appear in the other movies, but they didn't really care about the continuity so, at all. <laughs> what about X-Men? They care about the continuity. <laughs> Um, gonna say no. <laughs> it's true. All right, so only Leah Schreiber knows. Obviously, obviously, everything has basically come to an end now, and unfortunately, Iron Man has now passed away, and they are doing yeah. memorials. It seems like more of a memorial than a funeral itself. Um, they uh, got and, the uh, the his original, you know, robotic heart that he yep. had in the first Iron Man that Pepper had put in a thing that says proof that Tony Stark has a heart. Yep. Uh, they brought that back and they're kind of sending it down the lake on uh, this you know bouquet of flowers type deal to kind of give him like a Viking funeral almost, but without the fire. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's very touching and they kind of show everybody just out there watching. They kind of pan through the entire crowd of all the superheroes, yeah. all the Avengers and the Guardians and all that stuff. Even like the kid from Iron Man 3 who I didn't know who the fuck that was at first because he looks totally I different. Didn't, I didn't even know who that kid was. <laughs> yeah. I had to like look it up because I was like, who the fuck is that guy who's just standing by himself and like doesn't look familiar at all. But yeah, yeah I guess the that's the kid from uh, the kid from Iron Man 3. That doesn't help me. Was he a stand-in? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Was his um, name John? Remember, <laughs> like, uh, remember Tony Stark, after his house explodes, he's kind of on, like, autopilot, and he ends up in, like, Missouri or something like that, and he meets this kid who helps him out as he repairs his armor and shit like that. Oh. And he's like, the kid's like, oh, he's telling the story about how his dad left, and he's like, yeah, dads do that. Don't be a pussy about it. <laughs> hmm. And they I have this kind of cool... Yeah, interaction the whole time, and he's kind of just like giving the kid shit. And at the end, he like rewards the kid for helping him by giving this whole like garage full of like technology and stuff like that. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting callback, I suppose. Yeah. So that was cool, even though he looks totally different now that he's like grown up. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, so cool. there was zero memorial for Scarlet or uh, for Scarlett Johansson. So that was nice. Yeah. Very very thoughtful, <laughs> Marvel. You've done a really good job there. What a good family. These women are. These women are great people. By the way, oh, I saw some video online. I hope this is not true. It was like Brie Larson to direct all female Avengers movie. Yep. I was like, yeah, I saw the same. If that article. happens. I will not 
ever see that movie. Not in the theater, not in video, never. Just don't watch any Brie Larson anything. It's all trash. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we get that nice little memorial, and uh, they're about to send Captain America back because they need to return the stones. Yeah. So well, they- well, first we get that Thor is going back with the Guardians. He kind of hands over rule of Asgard to Valkyrie. He's just like, yeah, this ain't me. <laughs> like, I need to go be who I am and find my place in the world and or the universe. And uh, so he goes, meets up with the Guardians again. They're going to give him a ride. And uh, he's kind of there's a cool interaction between him and Star-Lord as they're kind of, you know, debating who's in charge. <laughs> so good. I love that. Yeah, we both know who's I'm in charge. Sure it's me yeah yes yeah you yeah you i love that part um he's so funny uh it's so good so he's gonna be such a good addition to that team like that really adds some great new blood yeah i'm cool with that um but then we get they kept him fat the whole time which i really like like they didn't try to like cop out on that during the latter part of the movie like oh he lightnings up and get skinny again like nope they just leave him be a big fat guy it's true i was hoping that he would get muscular but no that never happened (laughs) i hoped i like that he looks more viking than anything ever before like that beard is so long and his hair is so long he's just straight viking god now so true (laughs) fat viking boy that is very fitting yep um, Thor or uh, Hulk, I should say, still has his arm in like a sling. So I don't know if his arm is actually fully fucked up forever now or if it was kind of growing back. I would hope it's growing back. Yeah, I'm sure it's healing up. Yeah, I mean, he's the Hulk. Yeah. Nothing can really take him down. Um, but now we go to Captain America. He's got to go replace all the stones. Uh, basically, exactly the point that where they took it from is where they have to put it back, which I find very weird and exciting. Uh, but <laughs> that's that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. Oh, whatever. I'm not going to try to think of the hold timeline. I, the timeline's just so hard for me to put together. But yeah, anyways, <laughs> uh, so he does this, and he was supposed to show up 10 seconds later, uh, according to the modern the modern time, and he does yep. not show back up. Um, dun, dun, dun. And then about three seconds later, what is what does Falcon see over there on the bench next to the lake? Yes, <laughs> it's... It's Clint Eastwood. They found him. I think Bucky's spots him first. Oh, which I like. Oh, I like the exchange that they had before he left. He's just like, oh, uh, he tells Bucky, like, don't do anything stupid. (laughs) How can I when you're taking all this stupid with you? Which is the same thing that basically they had said opposite of each other back in the first Captain America. When uh, when Bucky was going off to war. Yeah. Well, uh, they found Clint Eastwood over by the lake. And basically, <laughs> they find out that Clint Eastwood used to be uh, Chris Evans, which is really neat. Yeah. We never knew that. Um, he looked pretty good, I thought. It did. It looked really good. It got really like good. the neck jowls and everything. <laughs> so good. It looked just like Irving from Bad Grandpa. <laughs> I could totally see that. Um, <laughs> Irving Sussman or Sussman or something. But anyways, um, but they do a really good job in the makeup for old, old man Chris Evans. And basically, he's lived the life from back from basically the seventies on, uh, he's just become an old man from that point to now. And he's lived that life. He's had that, like I was telling you with that crazy, uh, Sean's crazy predictions. I think every single one of his predictions came true, which is just mind blowing how he does predictions like that. But (laughs) um, when did he make this predictions after the movie already came out? (laughs) 
Well, no. So he made the predictions. Uh, well, he didn't go see the movie at all. He's he's not going until like later this week. So we were talking about it during uh, uh, game night on Saturday night. So he's like, yeah, I have a couple ideas of what I think may or may not happen because he we both we both knew that probably Captain America and Iron Man was probably going to die in this movie because they're yeah. not coming back. So he was predicting, trying to figure out what was going to happen, and he predicts that. Captain America stays back in time. He thought it was going to be the time stone that would send him there, but he said, yeah, he's going to go back in time and have that one last dance with her. And he, he does. That's how the movie ends. Um, yep. And he just stays back there. Yep. And just grows Lives old. out his whole life with her. Yeah. And then as you already mentioned, he gives the shield to Falcon and says, you now. <laughs> it's yours now. How does it feel? Like somebody else's? Well, it's not. <laughs> oh, okay, old man. <laughs> <laughs> Give me all your money now. <laughs> like, and they're like, well, do you want to tell us about her? No, I don't think I will. <laughs> I like that part too. It's nice. That's cool. And it's, oh, it's such a weird ending. Like to cut back to him and her and just kind of, it ends in this old timey song. It's like, this is a weird ending, but I fucking love it. <laughs> it's a great ending because he's the first Avenger. So yeah. and it ends, I guess, in, in, in the way it began with the first Avenger. Yep. And so. getting to finally live his life the way he wanted to. And it's, it's very sweet and very touching. And it's so, it's kind of ironic that they gave Iron Man the most heroic death. Cause you would think that'd be a Captain America type thing, but he doesn't get a heroic death. He just, just kind of you know, gets to live happily off and does his own thing. <laughs> yeah. But I saw somebody was like, so what happened? Did he just have to let everything play out? Like, did Captain America let 9-11 happen? <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I'm like, damn. <laughs> it's true. You can't even deny that. He let everything happen. He's fucked shit. up. He's a piece of shit. Just so he could get laid. Yep. <laughs> I also wonder, that's got to be a weird conversation when uh, eventually, like, his, you know, Peggy Carter's niece gets born. And Cap's like, oh, yeah. That was banging her (laughs) (laughs) this girl that's now a baby (laughs) very strange (laughs) oh i guess we don't know that they ever totally banged but he at least kissed her we know (laughs) and that's the movie and then it ends with a sound but i didn't stay for that (laughs) yeah yeah i don't think that means anything per se um I, I there better not be another Iron Man. I don't want anyone to be Iron Man other than Tony Stark. Um, if you want to make a War Machine movie, I'll watch it, but don't try to make him Iron Man or try to have Ironheart because nobody wants that. Who's Ironheart? That stupid uh, Riri Williams, but like Did you say Riri? teenage black. Yeah, that's her name. Did you say her <laughs> name? So it's a teenage black girl. Yep. And her name. Nobody is Riri. wants that. Yep. Okay. I kind of want that. <laughs> and I don't want like even Tony, them to do another time jump and have Tony Stark's daughter be Iron Man or something. Like, no, just no Iron Man. No. That, Move on. That, do something done. else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That story is ended. Get other characters. All righty. Well, I don't know who, but. Do we have anything else to say about the movie? Um, let's see. No, I mean, overall, I just I really did enjoy it. Um, I don't know where they go from here. That would be any good. <laughs> I mean, obviously, now we don't have much of the core Avengers left. 
Uh, we maybe have Hulk. Um, Hawkeye, possibly, but it seems like he's so. probably just going to go off with his family. Yep. So <laughs> other than that, we don't have a whole lot there. Um, got Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. Plank, Black Panther, who's OK in small doses, but um, yeah, Ant-Man I, and the Wasp, I guess. I don't have a problem with Black Panther. I remember watching Civil War and just thinking how badass Black Panther was. But I don't like when people make a big deal out of a small thing. Like when the movie yeah. came out and then I, I keep hearing from like you or even just a bunch of people like the movie's fine, but it's not everybody. It's been overhyped. Like when Sean saw it, he heard amazing things about the movie. He was like, and then he goes and sees it. And it's like, this is not a good movie. And then it's no. nominated for best movie. And you're just like, what? <laughs> none of this makes any sense. That's the thing. It's so dumb. Like, I don't mind Cap- like Black Panther as a character. Like when he's with a team, I feel like he works better. Yes. Because he's kind of the silent badass guy, which works as an, in a team, but not in your own movie so much. <laughs> Especially when that movie didn't let him be badass even. So it was just kind of like, oh, he's nothing. <laughs> He was awesome in Civil War, though. God, I loved. Yeah, Civil he was. I, I loved him in Civil War. He was so good. God, he was so cool. I was like, "Fuck, this guy's just so badass." He's got little claws like Sabretooth. <laughs> Maybe he's played by Leif Schreiber. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> we know who's the man behind the mask. You don't have to fool us. <laughs> but yeah, so that is Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Uh, tune in in about 30 minutes or so. We will go through spoilers. (laughs) I heard a rumor that they're saying that the, the Scarlet witch TV show, um, is going to be called Wanda vision. And it's going to be about her and vision in the fifties. I'm like, what the fuck would, how would that make sense? God, I hope that happens because you'll just get so angry. (laughs) I mean, I'll still masturbate to it, though, so there's that. How mad can I be? (laughs) This isn't what I wanted, but it's going to have to do. (laughs) Damn you, Disney Plus. Why isn't there full frontal nudity? (laughs) Damn. The lineup for Disney Plus is insane, though. Did you see the lineup for it? Yeah. It's going to be crazy. I mean, it's if they're if they are going to be doing a Falcon and Winter Soldier show, I hope that means that he is going to stay the Falcon and not be Captain America. Yeah. Unless this is just like a preview where he's trying to get used to it. And then by the end, he becomes Captain America and they give him his own movie or something. Oh, good. What everybody wanted. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm kind of I don't know where you go from here. This was kind of like the grand finale, especially with that whole last act of the giant battle between the two armies. Right. Like. You're never going to top that. <laughs> no. So you should probably just stop. I agree. I've said this since Infinity War. I said this needs to conclude. It needs to stop. Yeah. Coming. You're just you're just milking the blood out of this. You don't need any more movies. You've concluded it with a nice little bow. Let's move on. Yeah. Lord, it's going to it's going to make so much money. You're pissing everyone off. Yeah, but it's they so keep true. coming. I think if they if they go down a bad route, though, people will not come. Like this kind of crazy opening that Endgame had, I don't think we'll ever see that again. Um, With any movie, 
No, <laughs> this thing broke. I mean, it made like 357 million domestically. They're saying now it's like, Jesus Christ. People were, were didn't know if it would get to 300 and it went way, way past that. <laughs> Jesus. It's fucking nuts for Jesus. I hope it beats Avatar for the total highest grossing thing ever. I probably will. I hope so, because Avatar really not that good. Yeah, I know. You know, it's weird because like <laughs> I, that that got way overrated. Is that the highest yeah. grossing movie then, Avatar? It is for like the whole screen run. Yeah, because I guess it just stayed in theaters forever and ever. Infinity War. Yeah, wow. it's beat out everything. Jesus. Like Infinity War had the highest uh, opening weekend, but overall, yeah, overall it just kept going. I feel like that's because all these, you know, like people in like Japan, I get or something like that, were like in love with it. They were just like killing themselves afterwards because it was like they're like, oh, real life isn't nearly as cool as that. Like there was a whole, literally a whole epidemic of people in Japan just going nuts over Avatar. I have no. I mean, it's a fine movie. Do you think the rest of those Avatar movies will ever come out? The other three or four, or however many fucking whatever. You're I think make? there's five more coming. I've been They're all being I've, filmed together. I've heard that there's five more coming for the probably the last four years. <laughs> I know they did start filming them, but uh, yeah, I don't know who. Like, no one really seems to care. <laughs> I watch a bunch of movie shows and nobody's like, yeah, like Avatar. <laughs> I have no every time that comes up, they're just like, yeah, I don't really need it. Like James Cameron makes good movies, so they might be all right, but nobody's really dying for it. Nice. It's going to be <laughs> trash. Yep, pretty much. All right. Well, I think we've said our piece. Uh, I really, really like this movie. Um, I'll probably see it again a couple more times. Because it's, uh, I, I gotta say, the three-hour runtime did not bother me at all. Especially the first time I saw it, it was like it took me into this whole other world, and it just kind of became my reality for a little while. And like I could not stop thinking about the movie. So, oddly, I liked the three-hour runtime. Yeah, no, you needed it. There's just so much explanation, and then, like you said, all three acts are literally each hour, and it it is really. It, there's no dragging at all. This just plays really well, and it's just a great start to finish kind of movie. It's just, it's three hours of my time. I'm not saying I felt like I wasted time. It's just like, that's all. It is a time commitment. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> that's for sure. But alrighty, cool. Well, this has been another great episode from the original janksters. I'm Peter Jank. That's Kevin Jank. And as always, remember to flip that tip and have a great rest of your week. We're going to watch this movie. It's pretty good. <laughs>